Hello there, good morning and welcome to this, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. This is number 104. It covers the WordPress news for the week commencing the 2nd of March 2020 and it was published on Monday the 9th of March 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and before we begin I'd like to give you some information about what we do over at WP Builds. WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe. If you go over to that page, there's a couple of newsletter subscribe forms. One of them keeps you up to date about content that we produce. So the podcast on a Thursday and this, the news on a Monday. And the other list will alert you every time we hear about a WordPress deal. So plugins or themes on a bit of an offer, a discount, something like that. There's also ways to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player and join our Facebook group of over 2,400 very friendly WordPressers. All of that on wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Over there you'll find a filterable searchable list of, well, it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week it's coupon codes for loads of notable WordPress products. So if you're in the market for something, go check it out. And wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress specific audience. A bit like Kinsta did. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinsta, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH and 24-7 expert support. You can migrate today for free at kinsta.com. And we do thank Kinsta for helping us to put on the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. Speaking of the news, shall we get on with it? We always group our WordPress news into different sections, and the first section is always WordPress core. And this week, there's a couple of bits. The first one over at WordPress.org, simply announcing WordPress 5.4 release candidate. So a release candidate is essentially when the software is due to be released. It's basically finished, and they just want to get a lot of eyeballs in front of it before the deadline of March the 31st to see if anything is truly broken. So this really, I guess, is for plugin and theme developers and so on and so forth. But you know, users like me who don't develop plugins or themes can also download and have a play and see if anything breaks. On the page that I'm linking to, there is a link to become a WordPress beta tester, and it might be helpful if more people did that. So there we go, that's to announce 5.4's release. And in much more detail, the second piece I want to link to is over on WordPress Tavern called Preparing for WordPress 5.4, Changes Theme and Plugin Developers Should Know About. This is Justin Tadlock's piece, and he goes into the more and more of the detail of exactly what has changed. There is actually quite a lot. We've mentioned over the past few weeks all of the little changes. Well, Justin has kind of summed them all up in one nice piece. Obviously, if you are a plugin or theme developer, I think this is actually a pretty good read. A couple of things that have become new that theme developers need to think about. We've got a social icons and buttons block. We've also got the Gradients API, which allows plugin, uh, sorry, theme developers to create their own kind of custom gradients. Justin is uh, not happy with the, the way the gradients look at present. In fact, he describes them as an eyesore, the default ones. There's also some block editor markup and style changes, which he mentions as well. And the calendar markup and class changes also get a mention. So there's quite a few things in there, some of which, if you are a, a theme developer, need to be properly looked at because they will break aspects of your theme. And then there's other things. So for example, the 
This is for block developers now. Um, those of you that are doing that, you'll be interested to know that there's now a block scaffolding NPM package, which you can use and it will set up all the directories, including appropriate PHP, CSS and JavaScript files just by using a simple single line command. We've also got the blocks collection API, which relies on namespaces to kind of, it's almost like a category. So for example, you could have uh, an overarching namespace and then any blocks that you put in that namespace will appear in the block editor in that collection, which is quite nice. And there's also the block variations API, um, if you've got basically similar blocks that do an almost identical job, but except for a slight variation, you can use this variation. And the previously mentioned social icons block does this. Essentially, it's one block multiplied 40 times with a slight minor change for Twitter, Facebook, Google, and so on and so forth. And then there are some new, just some general developer related things, new nav menu hooks, and there's also an apply underscore shorts code, short codes alias function as well. So plenty to check out. It'll probably take you 10 minutes to read that article, but if you are developing plugins or themes, I reckon you should know about this stuff if you don't already. The next section is community, and I've got four pieces for you today. I'll start off over on the WordCamp Europe site, 2020.europe.wordcamp.org, and the piece is entitled Sharing News and Exclusive Stories from WordCamp Europe 2020 in Porto. So this is just to say that some media partners, as well as media supporters for WordCamp Europe 2020, have been announced. As you'd imagine, the usual crowd are in there. So WP Taverner, a media partner, along with Krautpress, Talk Magazine, WP Mayor, Post Status, and so on and so forth. But then there are also some media supporters, of which I'm very pleased to say that I am one. WP Builds is on that list, along with a whole bunch of others, WP Hive, WP Developer Blog, and so on and so forth. So the idea is that those people, those organizations get a little bit of extra access at the events. They're able to go and uh, interview people and go backstage and uh, hold talks with people and hopefully then spread that news about WordCamp Europe to, to people such as your good selves who are listening now. So let's see how that goes. And very much in mind of that, over on WP Tavern, Justin Tadlock writes a piece called The International WordPress Community and WordCamps Amid COVID-19. So obviously we have the, the virus, the disease, I suppose it might be called, going around the world at the moment. And it's very, very difficult decision time, I think, for a lot of these events. So, for example, WordCamp Asia, as we as we know, was cancelled uh, a little while ago. WordFence spearheaded an effort, along with Yoast and GoDaddy, to repatriate those people. And most of the money has now been spent. There are 117 people who had their applications verified. But as we said in the live news last week, and we'll get onto it in just a minute, um, various companies have decided that they're going to halt their staff from moving around or indeed attending these events in the near future. So what's to be done? The answer is I don't know. Um, obviously, nobody wants this to spread, but some events are still planned. Some events have also been pulled. So, for example, WordCamp Geneva, which was due to take place in this month, has been pushed back. Uh, I think it's about six months or so. And there was an, an event called the WordCamp Retreat, which was going to be held in Salto in Germany. That's been cancelled for 2020. The organisers were reaching this cliff, cliff edge moment where essentially if they didn't cancel it, they would end up losing money as opposed to breaking even. So they made the decision based upon upon that which seems very sensible 
Um, the idea, I guess, is just to stay informed. Right at the very bottom of Justin's piece, Josepha Hayden, the, the lead for the WordPress project, has been linked. And she's talking over on WordPress.org. She has a piece called WordCamp Travel and COVID-19. And she talks about, you know, possible contingency plans like live events and what we need to do and how maybe we ought to curtail our ambitions of going to these events. Um, I can't remember the exact wording she said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, really try to scale back your travel for WordCamps if you can possibly do that. So, yeah. Linked to that is the WordFence article, which we discussed in the WP Bill's live news last week. Mark Maunder essentially saying in a piece, COVID-19 and, Word, and the WordPress community engagement in 2020, he's basically saying that the, he thinks all the WordPress events really should be stopped, the big ones certainly. So for example, WordPress Europe, WordPress, sorry, WordCamp Europe, WordCamp US, these all ought to be stopped for this year because he feels that essentially human nature is is to kind of assume the best sometimes and not really act quickly enough. And he's thinking, well, why don't we just try as hard as we can and not move around if we can possibly help it? So, yeah, we'll be interested to see how this develops. But um, I don't know what your, your thoughts are on this. Perhaps you could leave some in the comments underneath. It's a difficult one. We all would like to attend these events, but obviously we don't want to, to, to make anybody, including ourselves, become ill. And these decisions are going to have to be faced at some point. Yeah, interesting stuff. The next one is a piece completely unrelated to the, the virus. This is to do with Elementor. Again, on the WordPress Tavern blog, will page builders remain competitive in the block era? And so this is Justin again and his take on the Elementor round of $15 million. And it's a nice, it's a fairly lengthy piece, actually, with lots and lots of comments um, at the end all about what this really means. The fact that there are so many installs of, of Beaver Builder and Elementor and Divi and Visual Composer and WP Bakery and all these, these different things. And he's saying, well, certainly for now, there there is no comparison between the capabilities of these these page builders and the capabilities of Gutenberg. Maybe in a couple of years' time, that will change. And then he goes on to say, well, it's it's going to be difficult though, isn't it? Because a lot of people will be invested in the technology that they've got. If you've built a bunch of websites with one of those page builders, it's very unlikely that you're going to go around all of your client websites and just redesign them all in the block editor, no matter how good it becomes. But the, the the argument being, well, people will begin making new sites and it will take over. We'll have to see. Obviously, the page builder uh, devotees and the page builder companies are very bullish about the future. It seems to be growing at the moment. But uh, anyway, an interesting piece all about whether the page builders are in trouble or not. Plugins, themes and blocks is the next heading and a little bit thin on the ground this week. I've only got a couple of pieces for you. The first one back over at WordPress Tavern. Gutenberg Hub launches collection of 100 block templates and it is exactly as you would imagine. This is fabulous. This is such a nice little project. So there are 100 of these templates and they are exactly as you'd expect. They're rows and there's 100 and they're blocked into a variety of different categories like hero, testimonial, team, stats, pricing, logos, gallery, features, frequently asked questions, content, contact and card. 
And the way that you interact with them is that you go to this template library um, and click a copy button and then you just go over to the block editor and paste it in. In some cases there might be an additional little bit of CSS that might need to be added and you can either add that in the customizer or possibly with a, a CSS addition plugin to, to the block editor. But um, Justin feels that it's a nice little project. He enjoyed playing around with them. They look really fabulous. They're exactly the kind of thing that you would want in a typical WordPress client website, something that you want to throw together in a quick and easy way and you don't want to spend a great deal of time customizing it yourself. It seems to be a bit of a labor of love because it's completely free and it did take, he said, honestly, it took me a lot of time. The chap who did this is a man called Kamal, Munir Kamal, who is the founder of Cake WP. And uh, it just seems like a fabulous little, little project. And I, I welcome things like this. Obviously, as time goes by, we'll see how these projects develop. But if you're looking for some freebies to kickstart your Gutenberg websites, then yeah, go for it. And what have we got next? The next one is all about Elementor. This is to say that they're they're trialing, uh, well, they want beta testers for their 2.9 release um, over on GitHub uh, forward slash Elementor forward slash a whole bunch of other stuff. It says, hi, beta testers. We're getting ready to release Elementor 2.9 with a groundbreaking full site editing feature. We spoke about that last week. We would like to ask you to help us test Elementor with its four new features, full site editing, global custom CSS dynamic colors and site parts HTML wrappers. So, and then it gives goes on to list the instructions, the things that you need to do. Um, and yeah, if you're a real devotee of Elementor, then you might like to assist and get them through the 2.9 hurdle. The next section is deals. Many of these are repeats from the previous week, so I'll just do it very, very quickly. Uh, basically, if you go to the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. If you look in the show notes, you'll see them all listed down there. MailPoet is new. This is a mail delivery service which uses your WordPress website not to send the emails because they run on their own infrastructure, but it enables you to create your emails with a kind of drag, drag and drop editor. And uh, allegedly it's quite good. So MailPoet's there. Also, Wishlist Member is still active. WP Data Tables, Happy Forms, and WP Fomify. They are all lifetime deals and you can find find the link in the show notes. If you want to be kept abreast of all of those, do remember if you go to the wpbuilds.com forward slash deals page, there's a button on there and you can click and subscribe. And, uh, and I will tell you about deals as they come out. The next section is always entitled security and we've got three, three or four pieces for you this week. The first one, you probably came across this one. It is to say that uh, Let's Encrypt had a little bit of a problem this week. They also had a bit of a milestone. This week they issued their one billionth certificate, billion with a B, which is quite amazing. However, on WordFence this week, it says happening now over 2% of sites using a Let's Encrypt TLS certificate may throw security warnings. This happened on March the 4th. 3 million certificates issued by Let's Encrypt were going to be revoked. This is 2.6% of the 116 million active certificates they, that they have. It's a little bit complicated, but I'm just going to read verbatim um, off the WordFence blog. It says, Boulder, the software builder used by Let's Encrypt, Certificate Authority checked CAA records for a domain name at, a time, at the same time that it verifies that a certificate requester controls that domain. Most subscribers to the service issue a certificate immediately after they validate validate domain control. However, 
Let's encrypt trusts that validation for 30 days. Due to that trust, they sometimes have to recheck CAA records a second time just prior to issuing the certificate. This time frame for rechecking is eight hours, meaning that any domain name validated more than eight hours ago requires a recheck. When a certificate request contained N domain names that needed CAA rechecking, Boulder, the company previously mentioned, would pick one domain name and check it N times. What this means in practice is that if a subscriber validated a domain at time X and the CAA records for that records for that domain at time X allowed Let's Encrypt issuance, that subscriber would be able to issue a certificate containing that domain name until X plus 30 days even if someone later issued CAA records on that domain name that prohibit issuance by Let's Encrypt. I, although it's a astronomically large number, kind of, what did we say? It was 2.6% meant 3 million certificates. I think it's not time to throw Let's Encrypt under the boss. Um, they've been very transparent about this, identifying the problem and fixing the problem. And also, let's be honest, it's the way of the world. I can remember only a few years ago, most websites were not encrypted and Let's Encrypt this fabulous service has enabled us to do all of this for free and very often at the click of a button. So obviously a bit of a worry, but um, you know, hopefully they managed to get in touch with everybody and, and figure it all out before too much harm was done. The next one is over at the webarcs.com website. It's the vulnerability roundup for February 2020. And it's one of these pieces where you just scroll through and quickly look at the, the, the headings, the H2 tags or whatever they are. And it just says, for example, that there's a problem with the duplicator plugin. There's a problem with the booked plugin. There's a problem with the plugin settings change in 10 web map builder for Google Maps plugin. Whoa, that's a mouthful. And so on and so forth. So go and have a look at that and it'll really tell you everything that's happened in February 2020. And if any of those names seem familiar, you might want to, you know, go and update them. Two more from WordFence. One is to say that there is a patch in the registration magic plugin. I didn't read the article, but I'm just letting you know all about it. So if that name rings a bell, go check it out. And also there's an, another vulnerability patched in the WooCommerce smart coupons plugin as well. So again, if that name rings a bell, Go get it updated. Next up, we've got the amazingly self-promotional WP Builds bit. And this week, only one thing, we had episode 169, which was with Elliot Condon from ACF. What a fabulous chap he is. The episode covers a lot of ground. It covers what happened over the last couple of years to ACF, what amendments he's made, what adaptations he's made, what he felt about the whole Gutenberg thing and how he's created ACF blocks to enable you to create your own blocks without having to learn React and so on and so forth. And he also talks about things that are going to happen in the future, as well as the way that he decided to approach his recent pricing changes. He took away the lifetime deal, but uh, hopefully you'll agree with me that this pricing is still enormously, enormously competitive. I don't have any jobs for you this week, but it's still a bit of a call for me. If you have come across any WordPress jobs, please fire them in my direction. I will certainly post them in the news uh, like this. And, uh, you know, no charge for that. Just just for philanthropic reasons. 
That is all the WordPress news I've got for you this week. But wait, we're not finished because at the end we always have this little bit entitled Not WordPress but useful anyway, and I've got two, possibly three bits for you this week. The first one is on the Search Engine Journal, and it's to say that Google says 70% of sites has be, have been moved from mobile to mobile first indexing. Um, I'm sure that you know about this. Essentially, all the sites are going to be scraped mobile first. Used to be that everything was scraped on a desktop, but now they're doing it mobile first. 70% of sites have moved across and 30% remain, and they shall all be done by September. So essentially, hopefully, your site is mobile friendly and ready for Google bots crawling. You can check on the Search Console, and you should probably also notice that there'll be a little bit more crawling going on. That's what the that's what the page, the post says anyway. It says some major things to watch out for when optimizing for mobile first indexing are on-page content is the same on desktop and mobile. Metadata is the same on both versions. Structured data is the same on both versions as well. And there we go. So, you know, make sure that all of your clients, if there are any existing clients who don't have a, a mobile friendly site, good grief, this is the time to reach out to them and make sure that uh, make sure that they do. The last one I've got for you today, two pieces really, one's on TechCrunch and one is over at The Verge. This is for those of you who have a $55 million budget, you know, if you just happen to have $55 million flapping around in your wallet that you can't really think what to do with, well, now you can go to space. So Axiom, and I think it's along with SpaceX, if you pay them $55 million, they're going to take a whole bunch of people up to the International Space Station. So it's proper space tourism. You'll be allowed to go there for eight or nine days, which to me seems like a really healthy amount of time. You know, it's the kind of time you would go on a on like a family holiday, possibly, and just hang out in the International Space Station. I don't know if there's going to be any requirements in terms of your age or fitness or any other of those things. But anyway, like I say, got $55 million to spare. Well, now you know what to do with it. Uh, if anybody incidentally does have $55 million to spare and doesn't wish to go, please, I will happily go in your place. I would really like to do this very much indeed. Okay, that's all the news that we've got for you this week. I hope that you enjoyed it and found some use in it. Please do reach out in our Facebook group or in the comments below and let me know that you've enjoyed it. A few people did that last week and it was it's very heartening when people do that and tell me that they've actually got something out of it. It's uh, it's really nice and it really makes my day. The WP Builds Weekly WordPress News was brought to you today by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part? Their expert team of WordPress engineers are available 24-7 if you need help. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. And we do thank them, because without them, it would be more difficult to put this podcast on than it is. So greatly appreciated, Kinster. Thank you very, very much indeed. Okay, join us on Thursday for another podcast episode. Join us this coming Monday at 2 p.m. UK time. We'll have a live episode. It's me, Paul Lacey, Barbara Saul and Jan Hoch having a chat today. So join us, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And you can check us out on wpbuilds.com for anything else. Okay, bye-bye for now. <laughs>